Well, good afternoon, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Bling Tea Talk Show. I am Chandra, the producer and your host for today. This is, what is this, episode three, I believe. You know, this is my new talk show under my umbrella podcast, Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited LLC podcast. I'm so excited today. I have with me my distinguished guest. Met this young man via Facebook probably about five years ago when I first established CJU in Central Alabama via Facebook. Yes, Facebook. And now we are here interacting on YouTube, Instagram, and the World Wide Web. He is none other than author Trotsky Long. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. I'm doing good. Did you all smells? Well, yeah, just I guess trying to hide the nervousness. So uh, I'm just gonna smile just to hide the, the fear of being on uh, being interviewed. But now nah, I'm okay. I'm okay. You are not hardly nervous. I know better than that. I know better. <laughs> you? Uh, no, I think you got two nervous. doubles going. You got two. I only got one. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta smile and hide everything. But now nah, I'm, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, it's Sunday. You know, we in May. Can you believe how fast 2021 is progressing? I know it. I know it. I mean, it'll be summer next month. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I got a birthday coming in July. So, uh, you a cancer? Leo. Oh, Lord. You at the end. <laughs> My brother was a Leo, and I know some Leos. And from Leos okay. in Alabama, as a matter of fact. I'm yeah. a fan with your book. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's getting good use. You know, I just want to tell y'all, I read this book, of course. If you have not purchased Trotsky Long's Freshman Offering entitled, Do As I Say, Not As I Did, go on Amazon.com right now and order your copy with Amazon Prime because you want it tomorrow. It says 10 ways I lost my marriage. Not how to save your marriage. Not how to fix things, but how I lost it. Right, Quincy? That's right. That's oh, it. by the way, so you know, your Instagram say Quincy Spielberg. Who is he? Well, you know, being that I'm, 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 I, I wanted to put to the best of the both worlds. Okay, Quincy Jones I consider one of the greatest music producers ever. And then Steven Spielberg, I consider one of the greatest film directors. So being that I'm a, I love music and I love films, so I just put it Quincy Spielberg. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I guess that's your stage name. Yeah. That's my social media name, I guess you can say. So anytime you see Quincy Spielberg, that's me. Okay, well, you know, my name is not Cara Jones, but that's what they call me, right? That's right. So I just, I, I take it as a nickname. My mama finally got used to folks in Alabama and calling me Cara, you know, and it, for, for those of you who need to know, it's not Cara, it's Cara. <laughs> I'm from California and we say Cara, Cara. Okay. <laughs> and he is Quincy Spielberg, not Spielberg, right? <laughs> 
That's right. So for our viewers on here on YouTube and for our listeners who will listen via the various um, unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited podcast radio stations, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts. It's a bunch of them, right? Praise the Lord. We're happy for the you know, exposure, the platform. Tell, tell these um, wonderful people who you are. Where did you come from? Where were you born? Where did you get your start in life? What's up? Well, I'm, real name, government name is Trotsky Long. I'm from a little small town called Casada, Alabama. That's central Alabama, located uh, 20 minutes, 15 minutes outside of Montgomery. And uh, I'm a, I'm a only child. I'm an only child. Uh, I'm an army brat. My dad was, a, I'm an army brat. My dad was in the army, so I traveled a lot. And I think that's kind of, you know, growing up, I hated that. I hated being the only child moving from base to base to base every two years. But looking back, it was probably the best thing ever happened to me because it, it exposed me to a lot of different people and cultures. So I, that kind of makes me relatable to anybody. I can I can relate to anybody because I kind of met everybody. So uh, but besides that, just an aspiring filmmaker, uh, I guess you could say uh, published author now. I guess you could put check that off the bucket list. And then, uh, I don't know, just a guy just walking on faith, trying to live my dream, so to speak. So that's that's it in a nutshell. That's a big nutshell. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, when I first came across you on Facebook, and I'm just giving y'all some background, okay? I'm having fun with, with Trotsky. That <laughs> name, I was like, is that his real name? Is that a name he made up for Facebook? That's your real name, right? Yeah, that's real name. My aunt, my aunt named me Trotsky, and like I told, I told you earlier, we spoke earlier. Uh, I asked my aunt, you know, my aunt named me and I asked her, you know, what it meant, but she said that she forgot. So I did a little dig and had a few friends that's you know real educated, and I asked them what it meant, and he said it means of king. So I've been riding with it ever since. But I, you know what? Growing up, quick story, I hated my name because. Uh, Everybody used to make fun of me, you know, like, you know, kids, Trotsky the Snowman and blah, 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 <laughs> all the names. But growing up, I, I, now that I'm older, I love it because- I know you do. You don't meet too many Trotsky, so it kind of it kind of sticks. And me, me uh, going into the field, the entertainment field, writing, mm -hmm. producing, all the things of that nature, it sticks out. So I, I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of thankful for it now. It was a blessing in disguise and you didn't even know it. That's true. You it's right preparing you for life and your future, for where know. we are right now, for such a time as this. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> so tell me, Mr. Trotsky Long, author Trotsky Long, pardon me. Because, <laughs> you know, I read the book. And this okay. book, I'm going to just be honest, y'all. This book blessed me, baby. Oh, my God. I am just so blessed because... I'm not going to tell y'all too much about the book, but we're going to talk, you know, go through it a little bit. But this is a player's confession, <laughs> an ex-player's confession, yeah, a testimony, right. if you will, for those of us who are saved and living upright, but it's a player's confession. And for anybody who's ever been a victim of, um, let's just use the word infidelity, 
And for those of you, male or female, who may have been the perpetrator of infidelity, this is the book for you. <laughs> I think I posted, you see that post I made on Instagram this morning? I said, if you are dating, if you are engaged, if you are married, if you are divorced, and for those of y'all who say y'all separated because you're married, but you're not, I guess, together all the way, I don't know. This your book. <laughs> the Bible is your first book, but this your book. What made you write this book, Trusty? Well, you know, I, I wrote that book. I started writing on that book uh, 2016, and I was in the process of going through a divorce, and I was in a dark place. I was just like... It was like at the very beginning of the, the process and it was uncontested divorce, but you know, even though it was uncontested, it was still a difficult process, but I was just in a dark place and I needed an outlet. So I, I just I prayed about it. I was like, God, hey, I, I, don't, I don't like where I'm at. I'm ready to, you know, I just I just let, put it all on the altar. And I was like, you know, I ain't, I ain't ready for all this. And I was at work one day and I just came up with the idea. It's like, I can teach people how to save a marriage because I didn't, I can't save mine, but I can teach you how to lose one. So in order to teach you how to lose it, maybe I could teach you, I guess, in a sense, teach you how to save it. So I guess it's kind of a different idea, but I just went with it and here I am. Oh yeah, it's gonna work. It's gonna, you know what, see, the what I like about this book, just like you said, I may not be able to teach you how to save your marriage, right? Mm -hmm. but I can share with you some things that might cause you to lose your marriage and in turn that might help you save your marriage exactly exactly if you can catch it before if you could I guess you could say see the the trends and uh and the the signs before mm -hmm. maybe you could you know I wish someone would have got to me you know when I was going through this model stage I guess you could say but uh you know, if I can, like I said, if I can show you the wrong way, maybe you'll turn around and do it the right way. Gotcha. So gotcha. I understand completely because you said, <laughs> I'm just going to read this one line from the introduction. May I? Can I share this with them? Yeah, go ahead. Y'all, he said in the introduction, out of the entire 10 years, that, that's that he was married, I can honestly say that we were happily married only two or three of those years. Yeah, it, that's, it was, you know how you can, you know, I wanna, I wanna stress to people, marriage is hard. So I, I, people, sometimes people, I believe, get married just to get married, but they don't realize what they're getting into because marriage is, uh, I, beside, I say besides raising a child is probably the hardest thing you ever do in life, you know, because it takes work. I mean, it, it, every day. But uh, it was just, you know, you're going through trials and tribulations, up and downs, and you're separated, back together, separated. So it was a lot of rough Question. time. Uh-huh. What what does separated mean? When you are separated, what what define that? Give us a picture. Help me, because you know I've never married yet. Well, when I was separated, we was we were still legally married, but we were living in two separate households. Oh my! 
but you know you can i guess in a sense you can be legally separated too but when i say separated i mean we were still married still you know considered husband and wife but i was in lo one location and she was in another location so that's what anytime i refer to the book as far as being separated that's what i meant okay now in the book you did say that at one point Mm -hmm. And this may have been a contributing factor to the demise of your marriage hmm? was that you guys ended up in separate locations, not separated because of trouble in the marriage, but because of a career choice, perhaps that you yeah. made. Yeah. I, so is that I, I, the same thing you're talking about or something different? No, no, no. That, that definitely, that's, that, that led to the, I guess you can say the separation. I made a, a business a business decision on an emotional basis. And it was probably the worst decision that I could have made. So that that led to the separation, me trying to chase that dollar. Simple as that. I put my glasses on because I want to make sure <laughs> I don't miss none of these words, none of these chapter titles you know i told you when i read this book y'all i don't know if y'all can see my underlining and my circles and all that <laughs> i had to read this book like it was one of my textbooks and i do intend to share this book with my clinical mental health counseling practice when i counsel relationship issues couples marriage and family I will be sharing this and to all my colleagues out there in the counseling industry, the social work and welfare industry, y'all need a copy of this book. I'm going to post it again. So make sure you get it, baby, because we, this is a tool. <laughs> this is something for the toolbox and something for the client. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, no, I'm not just saying this. This is not just for the interview. This is a good book. And this book brings to light awareness you are so, I'm going to use the word, if I may, transparent. You have been so transparent in this book to bear your soul. Is that okay to say? Yeah, yeah. When I was writing the book, I was struggling writing that book because... Uh, I bet. Because I, I, I would stop and start, stop and start, because I knew the route I had to go. I had to let it, I had to tell on myself, so to speak. Yeah. But I, I knew I had to do it because it was just something that just, it was cleansing. And I, I, like I said, I had uh, second thoughts, even even after the book was written, I really didn't want to process, I mean, excuse me, publish it, but I just kept, I kept getting that nudge and that nudge and finally, you know, I was like, you know what, God told me to do it, so I'm just going to just do it. And whatever happens, like I said, I, you know, would I like the book to be a bestseller, of course, but if it could, my main purpose is for it to fulfill its purpose, and that's, if it can save a marriage, one or two, three or four, however many it can save. And if you can learn from my mistakes, so be it. Oh, they're going to learn from your mistakes. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Like I said, you know, being a player, <laughs> girl crazy, just full of lust. What, what does <laughs> lust do to a marriage, Quincy? trust it, it it'll destroy it it'll destroy it just you know like i said when i when i i, I think and i reference in the book when i speak of lust i speak of lust as far as just lusting that woman but of course you can lust 
you know, cars, mm-hmm. items, things like right. that. But my my lust was women. You know, I was just, it's like I couldn't get enough. Like I oh, couldn't get enough. Enough of what? Uh, you know what? It was like, it's like I was, it's kind of like chasing your tail, like a dog chasing his tail. You know, you're chasing your tail, chasing your tail. But when you catch it, it's like, what you gonna do with it? So it's like, I just, it's like, I was just chasing. I, I don't know. It's just kind of like, it was just the, 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 the sense of the chase, so to speak. It's just something I was just, it's just the, sometimes as a man speaking as a man, I just wanted to see if I still had it. And, you know, I was approach a woman, see if I still got it. Okay. I got the number. Sometimes I would keep it. Sometimes I would throw it away, but it was just, I guess you could say the thrill of the chase. I don't, I know it sounds weird, but that's, the, that's how I was being used. But my, I was, I was, like I said, I was just, I was a puppet. I was a puppet. You know, when, when, when Satan plants that, that, that lust in that, in your ear, it's just, you, you, you're cloudy. Your vision is cloudy. So it was just, but to answer your question, lust is a, is a, is a, I, besides money, I would say lust is probably one or two the the biggest traits as far as destroying a marriage. Now you said something when you gave that expository. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. You said the chase. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all keep in mind this book is about an ex-married man and 10 ways that he lost his marriage. He was not dating. He had gone beyond that point. He had committed himself. He and his wife had said, I do. But what we're hearing him say, and you read the book, you'll find out more. (laughs) The spirit of lust. I saw that in there. The spirit of lust. He has shared is probably one of the most dangerous things or traits that can destroy a marriage. I would agree. A married man still chasing women and he got one at home with a ring, with the marriage license. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. I just want to be clear. Yeah, to even put myself out there, I know I've been so transparent, but uh, it'll, it'll be times I would, uh, you know, like I said, I was married, man, wedding ring on my finger. I take the ring off, put it in my pocket, approach the young lady, do whatever I had to do. Then once I'm out of presence, put the ring back on. <laughs> I know it. So it was just. It's a lot of tricks, you know. Like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not condoning what I did. I promise you that. But it's just a lot of tricks. So wait a minute. <laughs> you said you took the ring off. Yeah, I would take the ring off, and then approach the young lady, you know, and then it's a lot of tricks. I, I don't want, you know, I can go into detail, but it's, I, but one of the tricks I would take the ring off, as far as the lust, and then uh. You know, approach the young lady, get the number. Whether I got it or didn't, it's cool. But once I got her presence or got back to regular routine, I'll put the ring back on and, you know, go about my business. You know but what? That was... I'm going to need to put my hair up in a ponytail in a minute because you <laughs> make me want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I know, I know. But, hey, 
I'm just like I said. I'm not trying to. I'm telling on myself now. I don't. I'm not. I'm, everything. You're I'm telling, telling on me, a lot of people. Well, not. Well, I can't speak for a lot of people. I don't know what everybody else did, but I know what I did. You see what I'm saying? So you're not the only much. one. I'm helping you. I'm <laughs> helping you. I'm not saying it was right, but I have heard of situations and dilemmas like this. I think there was a word that came out in either 2019 or 2020. Jada Pickett Smith said a situationship. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. So you had some situationships? <laughs> well, yeah, I had a, quite a few, quite a few. You know, but uh, I don't know. Like I said, I was just, you think you're ready? That's one, like I said, that's one thing about marriage. When, when, marriage is, like I said, when I say it's hard, it's like, it's a commitment. And that's truly what it is, it's a commitment. And you gotta commit to the marriage. And like I said, I was ready, but I wasn't ready. So it was like, I don't know. Looking back, I know what I did wrong, but you know, high size 2020. But there it is. Whoop, there it is. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for that. It's in here. Yeah. It's in the book. Yeah. Like I said, looking back, I know what I did, but you know, when you're going through it, it's just you just living for self, you're being selfish. So that's what I was. I was, I, it was, throughout my marriage, I was very selfish. So I, 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 I got to put that out there. You know, when I envision marriage, I envision a change in the way that two people structure their lives. You, you, I still see, and we know that they remain in, as individuals, but the Bible says they become one, they come together, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a Christian, so that's what I believe. And that's what we see, whether they're Christians or not. They come together. They come under the same roof, right? They unite. Mm -hmm. But one thing I have noticed, and you tell me if you experience this. When people get married, their circles change somewhat. Of course, families merge, right? The husband mm -hmm. becomes a part of the wife's family. The wife becomes a part of the husband's family. But even your friendship circles and your networks change. Am I wrong or right? You're right and you're wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Help you help me out. There's a to change. I'm speaking as an ex-married man. Listen to me. When you get married, I'm not saying you got to cut, cut your buddies off and, and uh, you know, discount your friends and everything. But if you got buddies that you used to hang out with when you were single and you used to go to club and do this and do that, things that single men do, as a married man, you can't do that. I'm telling you right now, you can't, it won't work. You can't, Hi. you can't, because I'm going to tell you why, because when you, when you're married and you're going out with guys that are single, they're thinking of single men. They don't have nobody to answer to. You see what I'm saying? They, they, the things they do, they could do because they're single. But when you're single, they can stay out as late as they want. They can uh, talk to however many women they want in public. But you being a, you being a married man, you, it's accountability. You're accountable right. to your wife. So, you know, you can't, when you used to stay out at three, you can't stay out at three o'clock in the morning. You can, but you there's gonna be consequences. You could talk to three or four women in public, but like I said, you can, but it's gonna be consequences. So being single and being married is just 
the, the consequences of it. So you you like I said, I'm not saying cut your friends off. Please believe me. Don't cut your friends off, but it's just certain things you got to be like, you got to draw the line. If you really want to make that commitment to your marriage, you, you have to draw the line. You have to. I'm telling you, if you don't, you're going to get yourself, you're going to get yourself in some trouble. Not them, you are. <laughs> but how is that? I mean, how does one get in trouble? How does one have issue? I mean, your friends, I mean, okay, I'm looking at the wedding. The whole wedding. You get mm -hmm. married, you got your best man up there. That's probably one of your best friends that you've yeah. been, you know, around some people since childhood. Some of those men grew up together. And you know, just because you get married don't mean everybody else get married that you know how you just gonna cut them all off. No, no, no. I'm not saying, you know, you still gonna hang with them and uh, you know, watch the game with them and stuff like that. But as far as like you gotta draw the line, like, hey man, after the game, we're gonna go to the club. You wanna go with us? You'd be like, well, you know, back then it was a club, you know, the <laughs> club or sports bar, just whatever, you know. Okay. You get out of the house. But uh, it's just the fact that, like I said, you know, they're going to want to do things that they can do, but you can't do it. It's just, you just can't do it. Can't so you got to, you got to draw the line. Can't do it at all. Help the brothers out. And women... <laughs> He talking about the brothers, but this go for us too. When you are even dating and you are approaching the status of, you know, say you're exclusive, you reach that, you know, you pass the six month mark, the nine month mark, the one year mark, and y'all say, okay, we're going to be exclusive. We're not going to see other people. And so y'all get to the point where y'all talking about, you know, being engaged down the road too. Y'all get to being engaged. It's a whole lot of stuff. You got to stop. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's commitment. It's, it's, it's work. The and big it's, C. Commitment. That's it. I'm signing. Commitment. <laughs> and, you know, see, trust me, that's the issue. A lot of men and women, it go both ways. Here we go. You know, I, I ain't dogging the fellas. I ain't going to do it. Because, you know, women do it too. Okay. Women play the field. Men <laughs> not out there by themselves. It's some women just as bad as men and men just as bad as women. They, they, they know how to play the game. Play the field, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. And I, it don't I think, help nothing. It helps no, no, no. nothing. Am I, I right? Think, oh, it's absolutely. And I think come from experience, you know, you, a person can go through so much to where they, they stop caring. So what do you, you get, mean? A person can go through so much they stop sharing, caring. Well, I'm gonna use like like me as example. You know, let's just say you 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 give a you give a commitment a chance. I'm talking about a straight up chance. I'm okay. I'm speaking this this high school story, high school story. Oh. I, I I was crazy about this girl, crazy about her. I'm talking about absolutely crazy about this girl, and we went through something. I'm, I I I this I wasn't a player. Now this ninth grade, tenth grade, I didn't know nothing. I didn't even know how to be a player. But anyway, long story short, she broke my heart. She broke my heart, and I'm talking about I cried, I boohoo cried, I boo cried, but I can't tell you how long it took me to get over it. But one day, I looked in that mirror, crying tears. I said, I ain't gonna never let this happen to me again. And that was the start of it right there. Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute. So if I hear you correctly, 
if I heard you correctly, you said that your heart got broken by somebody in high school. Yeah, it was high school. It was high school. But like I said, it, and, it, and it just evolved to, you know, I started, I guess the player trait came then. And it, as you get older, you get wiser and you learn a few more tricks here, a few more tricks there. The next thing you know, you you down the road to where you just, you just, you just, it's just in you then. It's just, I can't explain it. It's just in you. And then you're so used to it. And, but like I said, I ain't condoning none of this, but I'm, that's what I mean by it. circumstances can make, can lead you down the wrong path. But, uh, but I'm not saying it's right, but I, sometimes that's why a guy or, or young lady might go down that path because they don't care because you, you might have had your heart broken or you might have been, you really gave your all to a guy. He did you like this. You'd be like, you know what? Okay, forget you. You're going to play like that. I'm going to play like that too. So. So you can play that game? Pretty much. <laughs> pretty right. much. And you know, a lot of times, you know, that's what happens, unfortunately. In new marriages, you know, seasoned marriages, it don't have to be the cheating and all that. It can, it can be just mannerisms and behaviors around the house. Like you mm -hmm. said, when you come together, you know, you got to get used to living with this person, you know, every day and they have their habits, you have your habits and, you know, it, you know you're not going to like everything they do. Mm -hmm. We've heard the expression, you're not going to um, love them every day. You're not going to be in love every day, but you learn to compromise, right? That's it. I hate Com to use the word tolerate, but yeah, you got to tolerate stuff too, <laughs> right? You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And that's a part of being faithful. And I think I think one, one thing that's got to, like I said, looking back, is that respect. When, you, can't, you can't break that. It's like that. It's like that thin line between respect and disrespect. Ooh, ooh, come on Once with you, it. Come on, come on. And once That's you right. disrespect your mate or your, your significant other, you know, like I said, you're not going to like them. You're not, you know, you know, you're going to always love them, but the like and dislike, okay, you get that. But even though you don't like them, that don't mean you got to disrespect them. You see what I'm saying? Oh, what so do you mean when you say disrespect? What, what does, what might one do when they disrespect their spouse? How might they do that? You know, talk down to them, make them belittle them, talk, make them feel less than what they are, make you fit, you know, talk down to them or, you know, just just make them feel, try to make them feel little, you know, and, that, and that's not how you treat people. So, like I said, even though, you know, you might not like they, something they did, that don't mean you got to, um, that don't mean you got to, it's a way you correct the people appropriately you know what i'm saying you don't have to you can correct the person and not make them feel little you know them. exactly exactly so but that's the key that's one of the keys like i said looking back you might not you gonna have arguments it's gonna be arguments matter of fact i'll get scared i get scared when everything is going too good <laughs> right <laughs> you know but if you have arguments and all that you can have arguments and disagreements. You know, sometimes you gotta lay. I'm, I'm, I got to go to the gym. Or let me get away from you for a minute. Right. But in the process, keep that level. Of, if if each party can keep that level of respect, you'll work through it. But once you once you get to that disrespectful side of things, 
you know, that 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 could take you down a road you don't want to go down. So that's what I mean by you gotta you gotta walk that thin line with respect. You gotta respect each other. And it's hard, but it can be done. It can be done. <laughs> I'm pausing on purpose. You looking at me like, what's she doing? I'm pausing on purpose. And counseling is something that we do. And I know this is not a counseling session, but I just can't help myself right now because, you know, I believe that if we can share the problem, it's also important to share some triggers and some solutions. Now, you talked about being unhappy in your marriage, early on in your marriage. And I read that one of the issues that you faced as a man, a married man, a husband, was that when you became married, that wife that you adored as a girlfriend that behaved in a way that, I'm gonna just say it like it is, turned you on. When she became married, she put all that aside. The fluff and stuff was gone and she was just into, you know, living by rope and routine, wasn't no bling in it, wasn't no fluff in it, wasn't no makeup maybe in it, wasn't no sparks flying. And so that's when, you know, you couldn't get what you wanted from her, whether it was the eye candy, the attention, the accolades, the support and encouragement. You said what? I'll get it somewhere else. I want you to help a sisterins out. Well, you know, my book, I referenced that to, to produce. You know how you, you ever been to the supermarket and you got the, the sprinklers on the produce? Come on now. And it and you know, that's that's meant to keep it fresh. Okay. And you go buy your grapes or whatever produce you like. And you know, you can put that produce in your in your in your little compartment in your in your refrigerator. But if you just let it sit there, sooner or later it's gonna go stale. Yeah. So it, you gotta you gotta treat it like produce. You gotta you gotta find a way to keep it fresh. And I mean, it's 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 both parties. But I'm speaking from a man's point of view. You know, the woman you can't you know dress sexy. You know, you got your man lingerie and this and that and high heels or whatever whatever you know you got to turn them on. Once you get him, you can't just stop it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not saying you got to do I can't say, I ain't saying you got to do that all the time, but right. you got to be innovative. Okay, well, we like this. Maybe try something else. Try a new outfit or whatever you got to do. Whatever you, basically, you just got to do whatever it takes to keep the marriage fresh. But uh, you just can't keep just doing the same thing over and over. Now, like I said, that's go for the guys too. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying it's just the women, but the guys too. But you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over. It's gonna get stale, I promise you. And it, and 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 you realize, and you'll be surprised how quick it'll get stale. And then, and once it starts getting stale, that's when the, the eyes start to wander. And you start looking other places and you'd be like, well, I wonder what she, her and him or whatever, when 
when you're trying to, when you should have invested that energy in keeping your energy, your marriage or your relationship fresh, you put that energy towards another and then you can't, you can't, you can't transfer, you can't keep all your energy. What I'm trying to say is, I hope I'm saying this the right way, is you can't split your energy up. You can't put your energy into one thing and then put your energy into another and then expect a, a, a high turnout. You know what I mean? You gotta, if you wanna invest in something, you gotta invest in it all the way. So uh, you just gotta just do what you can to keep it, keep it fresh. Well, when you was playing the field and you had a wife at home and you had the side chick, you know, you got comfortable with the side chick. Yeah. You started yeah. feeling the side chick moaning the wife, right? Yeah. Why was that? What did the side chick do for you that would make you her more appealing to you than your wife? It was just, like I said, speaking from hindsight, it was just things done behind closed doors and it was just she was more more into me as far as just uh, uh sexually sexually just the energy and the 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 tricks and just the things behind closed doors to where the wife maybe you know she just not saying she wouldn't but mm -hmm. it just didn't it just I don't know it's just the energy the energy wasn't the same and then it's like the 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 side chick, you know, she was like, whatever, it's whatever you want to do, I'm with it. And it was just, I guess it's just that thrill, you know what I mean? It's just that you get caught up in that thrill. And by that time, by the time you caught up in it, it's just like it's whatever then. You know, I've heard a lot of brothers and men say that the the eyes, you know, and we know the first law of attraction is with the eyes what we mm -hmm. see we covet what we see we want what we see and i think for men the first thing that appeals to them about you know um men um who like women or men who like men whatever is what they see they like what they see it's something about what they see they mm -hmm. want to get at that thing right mm -hmm. But then when they started getting to know them, can I read one more sentence from your book? Hey, go ahead, help yourself, help yourself. <laughs> you talking about your side chick and you said, talking to her made me feel ways my ex-wife didn't. I could actually tell her my dreams and aspirations and she was supportive. What you mean yeah. by that? Okay, when I when I was going through that situation, I had like I said I had dreams of you know doing what I'm doing now. Just I just had a regular nine to five job, and I, I you know you can. And I'm not saying nothing wrong with that, but right. some in your heart you just you know you're capable of more. And I, I tell people, hey, life is short. Live your dream, chase right. your dream. But anyway, I would tell my I would tell my ex about things and uh. At times it was like, well, no, you need to just, you know, you need to, you need to, your job, blah, 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 your job, your job, your job, your job. It was all about the present. It was all about, you know, faith. You know, what you can't see is all about what you can't see. It's all about your job. You need this and blah, blah, blah. But like I said, when I, once I talked to the young lady, the side chick, she was like, you know what? You should 
you know, you should chase your dreams. You know, I think that's a good idea. And she was just encouraging. It's like, it just made me feel like, it just uplifted me. It made me feel different. It made me feel like more of a man in a sense, because, you know, life is hard. And when you, when you go to your wife and you tell her your dreams, I'm talking about something from your heart. And I can understand some, some irrational, but something that's truly on your heart. You want some, you want some encouraging words. Like, even though you, you're going to be realistic, but you want encouraging words to like, okay, I can do this, you know, because when you're chasing a dream, ain't too many people going to believe in you. But if anybody believes in you, you want that your wife, your significant other, she got to have your back. And if she don't, it's kind of like, it's, it, it, it just, it does, it plays with you. It, it, it breaks you down. It breaks you down. It breaks your heart in a sense. Yeah, it can, it can. And, and, That'll make you like, it'll break you down and break your heart to where it can almost lead to resentment to like, yeah. you can despise them. Like, you know, you supposed to be my wife and you supposed to believe in me through thick and thin. Right. And you know, but you going to a job where you're miserable, you might be making money, but you're miserable and you know you're not happy. But if she just believe in you and just, you know, just sometimes it's just, just encouragement. Like, I know you can do it. You can do it. You, you just don't realize how much that means to a person, period, whether right. male or female. Right. And, you know, I want to add this, if I may, because my dad was a visionary and he was an entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. my mama, you know, she had a regular profession. She was an educator and then an administrator, educational administrator. And, you know, we had a stable household. Mm -hmm. There was stable income on both sides. But my dad, he, like me, I, that's where I get all this from. You know, that entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit. He, he, he saw himself doing other things. He saw himself expanding in ways that most people wouldn't because it meant stepping out on faith. Mm -hmm. But he had a wife. And I remember, you know, I remember overhearing some conversations <laughs> as a child. She was like, hmm, I don't know about that. But yeah. what she did, she stood by her man. She stood by him. She supported him. She helped him. She listened. She went out with him. You know what I'm saying? So ladies, yeah. what, what I'm trying to say to y'all, men, if it's your woman who has a vision of, you know, maybe um, stepping outside of her nine to five, you know, and opening a restaurant, you know, a lot of homegirls in Montgomery, Alabama, shout out to you. Tanisha um, Washington just opened up a new um, clothier boutique. It's a bunch of you ladies, you know, all you wonderful cosmetologists, okay? All of you wonderful technicians. I love my nails. <laughs> all you jewelers. I buy my bling, limited options boutique, JP Blakely, Montgomery, Alabama. I ain't, I ain't found nobody else yet. I got my CJU bling, but you know, I'm just saying, it means a lot when your significant other, Trotsky, just like you said, the person that you do your pillow talk with, hmm, they believe in you. Yeah, it you goes know? a long way. It go a long way, you know? And that's like, I'm, I'm gonna just take this thing a step further. I'm gonna be transparent. Can I be transparent? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm single. I'm 55 and single, never married, engaged. You know, my fiance died three months before my wedding. It's okay. But 
I have never married. I never wanted to marry. I'm going to be honest. But now, as I get older in life, I'm like, hmm. My daddy always said it's better to marry than to burn. And I don't live a lifestyle to where I'm worried about burn, burning because I'm not doing all of that. Okay. I'm, I'm fine by myself. But I do entertain the idea of having me a husband, mm -hmm. not a companion. Some women want a companion. I don't want no companion. I can companion myself. I do that well. Okay. But I'm an out of the box kind of person. I'm a creative person like you. Mm -hmm. And whether you like us or not, you know, you're in the performing arts, you know, literary arts, music, entertainment industry, whatever. You know, you could be an educator like me, you could be a counselor, you could be, you know, an electrician, you could be a lawyer, you could be a doctor, whatever it is. You want somebody that's gonna believe in you, that's gonna stand by your side, but at the same time, you want to believe in that person. And there is a thing, a such, such a thing called compatibility. So true. That's so true. So I want to ask you a question. Okay. When you was dating that woman and she became your girlfriend, did you feel that you were compatible to her? What, what made you, well, you obviously did because you married her eventually. What made you know that she was compatible? What were you looking for? What do men look for that lets them know, oh, she's compatible with me? What are some things? Give, give us some help. Oh, man. Looking back, what, made, what, what I think made us compatible, uh, just, uh, I, well, I'll tell you what, I loved her family. Her family, her family, uh, background she had a strong christian family mom dad brother i mean just strong family and I, I i love that about her and her family because once they met me they made me feel like family you know so that right there was like one of the main keys and of course she was she was uh educated college but that's not i'm not saying you have to be college educated nothing like that but you know she was very intelligent you know mm. and then i tell you what i tell you what one thing that really made me really knew this. She was the one, I was going through a rough time. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car because I got in a car wreck and I was still working. I was able to work, but I didn't have a car because I had a friend of mine, I ride with him to work. But uh, she would actually let me keep her car while she was at work and, you know, Trust. let me do. Yeah, and, and I, would, I would keep her car and then, you know, of course, go get her and things of that nature. And that right there, and that, that happened for, I don't know, a few months, but till I got on my feet and got another car. But that right there was kind of like, I guess you could say the, the cherry on the Sunday, because made me, you know, like, okay, dang, she she got my back. So that really, that was, I guess you can say the, the main factor, so to speak. How well did y'all communicate? Because for me, communication is key. I'll be honest, you and me, we talkers, we can talk. I need somebody, you don't have to talk as much as me, but I need you to talk to me, not at me, to me, respond, initiate. Well, you know what, funny thing about it, while we were dating, the communication was impeccable because, you know, I got to go back in time, but this was 
pre-texting and pre-social media. So you actually had to talk, you know what I mean? Right. I so, hate all uh, this texting. Yeah. Ugh. So we actually, we actually had to converse. And uh, I tell you what, as the, as the marriage progressed, it got worse because that's when the technology, you know, mm-hmm. cell phones and things of that nature. And what, what started off as conversations began to be texts and things of that nature. So like I said, at first it started off, the communication was great, but as the relationship evolved, it got worse. And you know, that text thing, cause I don't like to text, mm-hmm. but text can be a good thing because sometimes you can't talk, you know, you might be in an environment where you can't talk at the moment, but you need to communicate. So you got your little smartphone, so you text, that's fine. But I don't think texting should be the norm, right? The way mm-hmm. that people are in relationships or communicate on a regular basis. But there's another thing about that communication. And you brought this point up in your book. The silent treatment. (laughs) When one of y'all get mad at the other and you want to ignore the person that you're mad at for days, some people go weeks, some people go months. In relationships, I'm talking about intimate partner relationships. I ain't talking about no business and that'd be bad too, or platonic friends, but they do that. But in an intimate part of relationship, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down, right? That's right. Get it right before you lay your head on your pillow, whether you're in the same house or not, but especially if you marry, get it right, fix it. But folks can go days, right? You experience this. How did that impact your marriage? Oh man, that was, I can't even tell you how, that was, that made me spiteful because it would be times we go through arguments to where she would now, she would, she would go two, three days without talking to me. And I mean, come in the the house, it's like come in the house and you can feel that energy. Mm -hmm. I don't care what people can say. You can feel that energy. Keyword, baby. You can feel that energy in the household. And yeah. it's like, she won't say a word, go throughout a day. I text her, no text back. And it, it gets to the point to where, okay, you text and you text to the point. It's like, okay, you ain't gonna talk to me. Well, I'm gonna do something to make you talk to me. And that just, do? I don't know. I would, I would do something to make her mad. I can't even think right now, but it might be, like I said, that, that was, remember when I said about this respect, disrespect? Yep. So, okay, you're not going to talk to me, but if I disrespect you, you ain't got no choice. So that kind of, you know, it, it made me disrespect her. I'll, I'll put it like that. It made me disrespect, not 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 call out her name, like, you know, cuss her out or anything like that, but just do something to just make her talk to me. Because I would go in the bed, because she would go sleep in a separate bedroom. And even at times, lock the door. You what? Know, lock, me, lock me out. You know, this was when we were uh, renting renting a house, but uh, you know, of course, we slept in the same bedroom. You know, of course, you know when things weren't. But she would go into the separate bedroom and just lock the door and just you know shut me out completely. And I hated that. I hated. She that. would actually go to the extent of locking the door, Trotsky. Lock the door in the house that you helped pay 
you know, the rent for. Exactly. Wow. She was serious. She was mad. Yeah. Yeah, but she was mad, but at the same time, like I said, I understand, you know, things might not get get uh resolved immediately, but talk to me. Tell me something, but don't don't shut me out. Don't shut me out. Right. Temperament. And, the temperament. Yeah. Even even if you be like, you know what, I'm mad. I don't want to talk to you right now. Let me cool off. And I I get back with you when I'm cool off. Tell me something, but just don't just don't shut me out. Yeah, I told myself I'd never go through that situation again, but that was definitely one of the traits that, you know, I guess you could say made me want to be the person I was. And seek attention elsewhere, perhaps? Oh, yeah. It definitely led to the bedroom as far as like, you know what, I'm not going to deal with you. You know, she will, she will withhold sex, you know, of course. In a marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be times, you know, I wanted sex. I'm talking about I wanted sex. She would withhold, it, and that that kind of led me to a uh, stray as well because I'm like, come on, God, just help me out. But you know, <laughs> he but said, you know, help my brother out. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it got to the point to where, like I said, I was man, I was in the, I would get out the room, like I said, telling on myself. I get out the room, go up front, watch porn. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What's up with that? Because, you know, in this age of social media, we got all these Instagram models, Instagram hoes. I'm going to be honest. They hoes. All the main models want to be Instagram models. You know, it used to be where you had to go to Blockbuster and all them places, right, and rent a a video tape, Mm -hmm. right, or CD, right? Or you got them porn channels, right? Or the 900 numbers you could call um, or these websites on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. But why, why is it that men, when they're, I mean, some men, they don't have to be mad at their significant other, but they like porn. But when they're mad, they really like porn. What's, why is that? The fantasy. The fantasy. Thanks. It's the it's the fantasy aspect yes, of things. I was for. What is it about the fantasy? What does that mean to a man? What does fantasy mean to a man? Because well, like I said, I remember just watching it. You you see that woman doing things that you you want to be done to you, and, it, <laughs> and then it would it would also be you know the 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 you the lust come in as far as she might not be built like your wife, but it's kind of like, you know, she might have a bigger butt or a bigger breast or whatever. But it, it was just the fantasy of just what you saw in the porn to what actually your real life was. So it's kind of like, it was kind of like, you know what? And when she get caught up in it, it's like, you know, you think you're going to go up there for five, 10 minutes just to, you know, get some pressure off, so to speak. But you end up, You'll be up there for hours. You'll be amazed how you can just really how and you the can man just came. Get, yeah. You you'll be amazed how you can just it'll just it'll take a hold of you. It it will take a hold of you. You know, it's funny. I remember my cousin Trent's in, in California. My twin cousin. We were both living at home. We went both both of us went back to California in 2017 with my aunt Margie. We were staying there. Me, him, and his wife, we had so much fun. Oh, God, I had so much fun with him. 
And he told me, he was talking about something one day, he was talking about porn. And he said, Shonda, the thing you have to realize, Trent, I'm, I'm telling the people how you helped me, man of God. He said, the thing you have to realize, a lot of men that watch porn, they're watching it because they ain't getting none. Mm -hmm. I said, how could a fine man, a good pick of a man, ain't hard to look at, got it going on, be so enthralled with porn when he probably got pics of women. He said, that's what it looked like. He may have his pics, but he don't have one. <laughs> that's it. That's and sometimes it. you have one, like the married man, but you might as well not have one because in your home, behind closed doors, you're not satisfied. No, you're not. Mentally, physically, sexually, emotionally. And one thing can affect another. Yeah. Whether your, your finances, you you going through financial problems, mm -hmm. that's going to affect the bedroom. If you haven't, uh, you know, just like I said, it's just one trait could just it's a trickle down effect. One thing can lead to another. So he's right though. You you'll be amazed. You know, everything looks good on the outside, but it doesn't look good. It's not so good in the inside. So. It's definitely, it's definitely like that. Would I be pushing it too far to say when your significant other is behaving as such and you get the fantasy fulfilled from the porn, if, if the, the extended periods of silence or being ignored, not being paid attention to, right? Or attended mm -hmm. to, it might make you just step on out the door. Or oh, it'll push you out the door. Mm. It'll push you out the door. And you go get it from somebody else. Oh yeah, because I was at a I was at a point in my marriage. I remember vividly. My wife would just, I mean, I just couldn't get sex for nothing. I don't know what it was. You know, it could have been this or that. But anyway, I got I came to a point to where I said, you know what? Okay, I stopped asking her for sex, and that's when I had me, of course, a, a, a quote unquote mistress on the side, and and. It, we probably went, me and my wife, we went probably, I can't even tell you how long. We went a while without even having sex. I wouldn't even try to have sex. You know, I might cuddle, do whatever, but I wouldn't initiate it. So it it, it, it got to that point to where I- You wouldn't initiate it. You wanted the sex, but you wouldn't initiate it. How no, is that? I, I mean, I'm saying I wouldn't initiate it from her. I, I would I would cuddle with her, just, you know, go through the road. I'm, I'm playing the, the husband. With your role. wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you but you didn't want sex from her anymore. No, I was getting sex from my my the mistress. So I was like, she was she was satisfying me. Wow. So, so I was just like going through the husband role with my ex wife. You know, just no Why didn't you just leave her? You know what? That's a good question. I don't know. I told myself I would never leave my wife. I told myself I would never leave her. I said I was just. I don't know. I just told myself I would never leave. And I don't know. I just, it wasn't even an option. I can't explain. It just wasn't, it wasn't an option until the very end. Did she leave you? Yeah, she did. She did. And then funny story, just to harp on that, uh, changed my life. Found God. I, we, was, we were separated, you know, found God, got saved. Just, you know, 
found, you know, just, just Wait, became a better man. What do you think you got saved? You were raised in the church. Yeah, I was raised in the church, but you know, you can be raised in the church. You know God, but you don't know God. Am I making sense? You don't have a relationship with God? Exactly, exactly. You know, you're just going through the motions with God, you know. Now let me down to sleep, pray alone, so key, you know, just those type of prayers. But you you don't really talk to God like talk to God. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just like I said, I changed my life. I was like, okay. And then I promise you, it went off like a light bulb. I said, okay, I know what I did wrong. I know how to be a good husband. I'm talking about it just came on like a light bulb. And then boom, that's when she came to me and asked for a divorce. Oh Where my the, God. She dropped the bomb. Like yeah, she that. To, yeah, she came to me. Well, she she like I said, we were separated then. And it was just, I guess it just got to the point to where she just she I think we talked or I want to say we talked. I can't remember. We talked, email, text, one or the other. But I want to say I think we talked. And she's like, I want a divorce. And I was like, Are you sure? I was like, This is what you want. I said, I don't want it. I was like, I I, I was willing to fight. I was wanting to just go all the way. But she's like, yeah, that's what I want. And that started the process right there. But yes, but to answer your question, she left me. But like I said, but I always tell people this. If you want to point the finger at anybody, point it at me. She left me because of what I did. So don't point the finger at her. It was my fault. Well, you know, I applaud you. I don't applaud you for your wrongdoing. I don't, but I don't <laughs> judge you either. I'm not judging you. The Bible says, judge not, lest ye be judged. And we don't all, we all have done something. That's right. Some people still doing something, you know, that wasn't right. And so I'm just, I'm just like in awe. Because from a woman's perspective, you talked about a woman's intuition in that book. Let me tell you men something. <laughs> Usually, if a woman says she knows something, she know it. She knows it. Let me speak grammatically correct. It's not that we have to go snooping. We have to go digging. It's something in our gut where the Holy Spirit resides where we just know what we know. We can feel it. And it's usually when it's bad, when it's wrong, when it's off, okay? It's not always true, but I'm gonna venture to say more than 75% of the time a woman's intuition is on the money, y'all. So don't be playing with her. If you suspect that she know your dirt and you know you involved in some dirt, fix your dirt. Yeah, cut it off immediately. If you want the woman, fix your dirt. If you don't want the woman, let her go. Women, same thing. If you got a man and you got some dirt, you got you a side man, a sugar daddy, whoever. A youngster, hey, you a cougar, you know, whatever. It don't matter. If you're committed to somebody and you're messing with somebody on the side, you don't want that person, let them go. If you do want that person, if you want to try to save what you have with that person, fix yourself. Communicate with the other person. 
go to counseling, okay? It helps. I counsel, you know, couples who are in distress, married couples who are in distress. It can help you. If you want help, seek help, right? You know, and Trotsky, I just, I want to thank you because like I said, this is one of those topics that's taboo. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear about this stuff happening every day. We watch the movies on Lifetime, the Hallmark Channel, HBO, <laughs> Amazon Prime, Netflix, about all these betrayals and infidelities. I started a whole movement, the Lemonade Chronicles movement about it. A tour and pound discussion on relationships with live entertainment. But people don't want to talk about this. So I applaud you for bearing your soul and being transparent for the purpose of testifying to try to bless somebody else and help them to save their marriage. And thank I believe you. I that was your intention. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, going through, going through it, and not, not to put anybody on front street, but uh, right. like I said, going at the beginning, I, I thought about a lot of authors that, you know, that's been married four or five times Wow. And they write writing a book to save your marriage. I'm like, well, how are you gonna teach me how to save my marriage when you and you can't stay married? Yeah, when you've been married three, four times. Right. And I and like I said, I was going through a dark place, and I was just at work. I was do, I was a security officer then, and I was just walking around the facility, mm -hmm. and just walking and walking, and it came to me. Like I said, I, I honestly, just to tell you the truth, the Lord spoke it to me. He said, I want you to write a book on how you lost your marriage. And uh, I was like, you know what? I felt like it's weird, but I was like, like I told you, like I told you earlier, I can't teach you how to save one because I didn't save mine, but I definitely could teach you how to lose one. So if and and it and hoping that how I lost mine, that I could reverse it and teach you how to save yours. So that was Absolutely. the whole purpose. Absolutely. Well, my dear friend, can I call you friend now? Yes, ma'am. You know, we've been please. social media friends, but <laughs> I want to I want to be your friend. That's all right. I, I like people who, you know, are have integrity. Integrity mm -hmm. meaning that they can um admit when they're wrong. That's what know? it's about. And you you have admitted that, you know, it wasn't always on the up and up, but with God's help, you turned it around, you know, and you you had your life was on a good track even when you was doing all that, but I know. It's even more blessed now, you know, so y'all, you know, for all you viewers and listeners, you know, the brother got his stuff together now. So, you know, <laughs> tell them how to reach you. I know they don't want to reach you for bookings, for book signings. How do they reach you for interviews? Where are you at? Social media. Help us out. Okay. You can reach me. At, I'm on Facebook, Trotsky Long, or you can uh, reach me on Instagram at Quincy Spielberg or my business account at Face the Music Entertainment, Face the Music Entertainment. And uh, also, you can reach me at Face the Music Face the Music ENT at Gmail. But basically, all all uh, social media outlets at Quincy Spielberg on Instagram, Trotsky Long on Facebook. And you know what? Before we get out of here, just is it okay for you to give them a glimpse of what you are embarking on? Additionally, not next, but in addition, you know, I know you have the um, apparel business oh yes ma'am yes ma'am oh yeah i have a faith face apparel company it's called face the music apparel and you it's basically the design is just i take uh 
I take scriptures out the uh, out the Bible, and I just try to put it to a vision. Sort of like I pray. I have a uh, uh, my first uh, shirt I had is I pray, but I basically have a picture of an eye with pray under the bottom. Just trying to use, just trying to uplift me. But uh, you can uh, face the music apparel on uh, Facebook. That's my, that's the business page. Face the music apparel. And there's a graduation coming up. What what is this this you know new? Oh yeah, I finally uh, I took I took a bit. Fast forward the whole story. Remember I told you about living my dreams and everything. Uh, yeah. Moved from Casada, Alabama. I'm living now in uh, Cobb County, Georgia, Marietta. And I'm finishing film school. I'm set to graduate in uh, June. So hey. that's, I guess you can go check out the, the bucket Kelsey. list. And, uh, go, little Spielberg. Go, so, go, go. Uh, so the next step is to hopefully, like you told me earlier, maybe if I could direct, direct my own movie. You know about it's my a life. Movie. Well, you know, I, I. This a series. Yeah, you know what? I, I still got a lot to go. So, hopefully, th that chapter is is the next chapter is gonna be much better. It's gonna Are be you much gonna better. Do a sequel. It's gonna be a better sequel though. Ooh. It's gonna be a better. <laughs> okay, we waiting. We waiting. Well, you know, put me on the email list, the contact list, so I get the notification. Please, you know, post some of them beautiful T-shirts that you have to offer because I want some of them myself, okay? Yes, ma'am. And, you know, we getting out of here. We way over the one hour mark, but it's okay. It's all good because, you know, when the flow is good, you just go with the flow. But That's right. And, uh, go on one more here. thing. Do as I say, not as I did on Amazon.com. Do as I say, not as I did on Amazon.com. Thank you. Absolutely. That is how I purchased my copy, but I am going to mail it to Trotsky with all of my lines, underlines, <laughs> circles, check marks, because I want him to autograph it just for me. And you can get you an autographed copy too after you buy it. So like <laughs> he said, go on Amazon and purchase your book. I want to thank you, sir from the bottom of my heart, my purple heart. Yes, ma'am. For accepting my invitation. It's such a blessing to get to know you. You have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful outlook and you know personality, persona. I know that God is going to carry you further. I, I wish and pray for you continued success and creativity, heightened creativity, continued creativity, so that you will continue to share with the globe, the world, all that God has endowed in you. For all of the viewers, listeners who will watch and hear this on the Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited um, podcast, as per the new Bling Tea talk show, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please subscribe, go to my Car Jones Unlimited YouTube um, channel. We're streaming there now. I don't even have to edit this. I'm going to let it stay up just like it is because <laughs> it was that good. Okay. Thank you. So we're getting out of here. Broadcasting live in Marietta, Georgia, by way of Houston, Texas. Peace. Thank you. Salud. Bye bye. Thank you. All right. <laughs> And be safe, everybody. Wear your mask. We're still in a pandemic. <laughs> Thank you, Trotsky. <laughs>